0: How you doing? I'm Sergio from the Dodgeball Podcast, and here with me I have Nathan David. And for uh, the people at home, um, Nathan David is a part of Letterworth Meteors, who is, you know, congratulations, won the men's division in the British State, uh Championships this past weekend, um, or as of the time you'll be hearing this. So we're going to go over the event, but first let's talk about the history of the event, because there's a lot of history behind this. Um, it, I heard from a little, <laughs> a little birdie told me this tournament has been going on since 2007. Is that correct?
1: Uh, yeah. Simon posted the previous winners in our group chat this week. I don't know how he knows it or where he found it out, but yeah, he had winners from 2007. So it's, as far as I'm aware, the longest running dodgeball competition in the UK.
0: So outside of winning the league, um, to my understanding this is an invite only tournament so suffice to say this would be like the fa cup equivalent of dodgeball in the uk is that fair to say
1: um yeah perhaps i mean for the fa cup you don't need to be invited but for nationals you need to be invited for us and it's the top six teams from england uh, the top two from scotland the top two from wales and the top two from ireland so other than winning super league it's about as prestigious as you can get as a tournament
0: yeah, that, that's that's what I meant. As far as prestige, if you don't win the league, you, you want to aim your sights on the British champs because essentially that's holding the crown over the whole continent in that sense. Um so how long go how long is the the time between the end of the season versus um British champs?
1: Well, Was it about a month? Well, um yeah probably six weeks to be honest i don't actually know it's been it's been such a blur of all the national stuff is that's, that's <laughs> sort of, we, we uh i think it might be like six weeks ago maybe even two months but we've had so many like england and gb trainings in between i, I actually don't know
0: yeah um with, with everything seemingly coming back to normal so to speak it, it seems like the past month or so has been a blur uh, i could say that on my end as well as everyone else's but um yeah, to, to kind of set the mood, um, you guys did not win the league, but you guys were pretty much fighting tooth and nail and barely missed it by essentially the grit of your teeth. Going from the end of the season, how mo- how much motivate mo- how much motivation did that instill in you to say, well, if we didn't take it here, we're damn sure gonna take it here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think. <sighs> We still consider ourselves to be the best club in the UK and we'll fight for that title every single year. And we were incredibly disappointed with how our Super League uh, campaign went. And, you know, we have we fully held our hands up and said fair play to Spartans because they, they fully deserve that they were the best team. Um, they beat us twice. Um, so they deserve to take home that championship, that's for sure. But, I mean, in terms of motivation, it was pretty much after that league finish, we just spoke constantly about nationals and how much we want to win it and we're going to go there we're going to retain our title as it's still our title from pre-covid um we want to go there retain that and prove to everybody that you know the league was a little bit of a blip but we're back and i think we did that
0: well that you did for sure and we're definitely we're definitely going to cover that perspective so let's say in the two months in between how much training did you personally do to prepare for the British champs did you do anything different did you intensify anything like
1: I said it's just been it's all been like international stuff so we've had pretty much every week it's even been I think we've had one uh training with Great Britain and then we've had a couple of um couple of England trainings which have been over double weekends and to be honest with you, we had a stag do for Simon uh Two weekends ago, so that was pretty funny. it's not the best preparation, but that's what we did. <laughs> um, but for me, it worked. So maybe we'll go. we we'll go more spaghetti, I don't know. But um, but no, for me personally, it's all about just staying fit and healthy in the gym, um, working on myself. And we just always speak. We always, we, me and the guys, we're very close, or well, very tightly knit. We we don't live that close together, but we're very tightly knit. We always speak every single day. We're always sort of not necessarily talking tactics, but we're always. You know hyping each other up motivating each other and always making sure that we're you know the best versions of ourselves and that's really important um from a personal level it's just i don't know i as much as i love dodgeball i do get burnt out sometimes like there's a lot of traveling involved and there's a lot of playing and as much as i love it i do need that kind of rest in between um but the, like the england and gb trainings are just they're crazy high standards in our opinion like the best players in the world all in one sports hall, just flying out for like six hours it's just crazy and then I think once you get onto you know, the, the court for league meets or nationals in this case, we're just, we're just fully prepared, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, there's something to be said about if you can have what we call like a championship level practice, then yeah. essentially the tournament and the day of would be easy because you've already faced tougher competition. But there's also another thing you pointed out that I also want to touch on. And it's something that I think even in some ways I'm, I can relate to as far as travel and sometimes feeling burnt out. But at the same time, another thing you pointed out that I also want to illustrate, you have a tight knit community as far as your team, your club. So maybe in, in some ways that helped mitigate how, how, how positive you felt because maybe if you were somewhere else and, or maybe if you had a different uh, group of guys to, to lean on, maybe you wouldn't be as close and maybe the burnout would feel amplified. But from what it, from what it sounds like and from speaking with Simon, seeing speaking with Brett in the past, you guys are pretty much a family. You guys always keep yourself up. Um, are there moments where you guys may, you know, get at, each, uh, uh, get at each other's throats? Of course, you know, family fights all the time, but you guys are very tight knit. And I think that's what keeps you guys together. And ha- that's a, also a secret to success. That um, essentially, <laughs> I'm kind of rambling, but I'm kind of just like reiterating all your points. <laughs> so. Um, well,
1: I think it's definitely something to focus on. I, I don't think it's a coincidence that the top four clubs, you know, mistake me, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but the, the top four clubs in terms of Meteors, Spartans, Rangers, and bees they're all, all so close in terms of, you know, their community. And it's almost like a family as a team or as a club. You know, Meteors is pretty much just one team. And Spartans have got a couple of men's teams and a women's team and as a club, they're doing very well. But their men's first team, they all live together as far as, far as I'm aware. Like they can't get much closer than that. And I think that <laughs> their, their synergy on court certainly stands out. Um, I think the Rangers guys have, have been best friends since university days and they've they've stuck together they're a proper throwback club and I I absolutely love those guys but um, I I think that it it definitely says something that they're all kind of like best friends off court and then when they step on court that that chemistry just comes without saying Um, I think B's B's they're such a big club they're kind of leading the way in terms of like a large club like I think they are the biggest club I don't know but regardless I think that they're super tightly knit they live close together I would have thought and yeah I think for Meteors anyway I can only speak specifically about us, but we're certainly brothers off court. And then when we get on court, I think that, that chemistry just—it just works, it just flows. And I think that once we hit our stride, which we struggled to this year, once we do hit our stride, I, I don't think there's a team in the UK that that will stop us.
0: And that's also another thing. Yeah, you know, when once you do hit your stride, it's like you don't—you don't really have to look at your opponent or look at your uh, partner or talk, you kind of just go with that one mind, what I call the hive mind, like six different players on the court, but one mind. And that's something that, you know, once you hit your stride, you see that on the court, it's evident from the opposition, it's evident from the people in the stands, it's evident from people who watch on the stream, like I do. Um, It's really evident to see that you guys have like a, a family bond, a hive mind, so to speak. So outside of dodgeball, what do you guys like to do? Um, or what do you like to do uh, with your with the team uh, to kind of just take your mind off of it, but rather hang, on, uh, hang, hang out with your team?
1: Go on stag days. <laughs>
0: stag days?
1: Stag days. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I'm like, what is that? It's like the Bucks parties or something. Wait. Before you get married, like that party before you get married, right?
0: Is that what you call it?
1: A stag do, yeah.
0: You call it bachelor parties here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I think that's Australian, but I don't know. Anyways, um, <laughs> now to be fair, all of the all of the meat we are uh, we play other sports as well. Like I'm a huge football and cricket fan, so I'm always you know either playing or watching football and cricket. Brett, Nathan, Nick—they're all playing pretty much every sport under the sun. Um, <laughs> we're always keeping active always doing stuff like i said keeping each other motivated and i think yeah for sure it, it keeps your mind off but it keeps that competitive spirit going and i think <laughs> our our like want or need to win it's literally a need to win with me like, if we don't come first we're pretty annoyed um and i think that competitive spirit is is, is essential for us but we yeah. certainly like we enjoy our downtime as well like you know the brett and simon you'll, you'll see it on uh, their socials they're always out on like walks or they're climbing I myself I like to I like to video game I like to just chill out and yeah <laughs> just, just completely chill out just like zone out from I'm either like hyper competitive with absolutely everything I do or I'm just completely zoned out from everything you know I don't really have that kind of mid-ground
0: <laughs> you sound like me in that sense um so getting back to the British champs this was in Liverpool is that right yes Who's a who's a who's a big Liverpool fan? Is it Brett Connick? Yeah, I think it's Brett, right? He's a big <laughs> yeah, Liverpool yeah. fan.
1: Yeah, Brett's a big Liverpool fan. Nathan as well. Nathan Christofferson and our team is a big Liverpool fan. Um Brett's brother Dan, who's an ex meteor, big Liverpool fan. So we have a lot of banter on our team about uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, we have a very good football team as well. So maybe that's it. maybe <laughs> maybe once we retire from dodgeball, we'll we'll join a football league or something. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, the reason I uh the reason I brought that up is it's like yeah, I, I think I might I might have mixed it up between Simon or, or Brett, but I know one of you guys, if not pretty much half the team, are full of uh Liverpool fans, so you guys had to win it in uh in, in Liverpool, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> so I want you to, to describe not so much team secrets, but the last session leading up to the British champs. Like, how was that last session like? And more so, how did you feel at the end of it? How was the team morale? Was it, like, just describe that overall um, session.
1: I think it's just like a, it's just a vengeance thing for us. Like, we are so disappointed about the league. We're so hyped going into this tournament. And then, like I said, the international tournaments. Like, this last, like, chat we had together, it was just, we're going to win it. We're going to prove we're the best. It, we can't. Kind of, we got the schedule like two or three weeks before, maybe even a month before. And we were oh, like, really? I mean, I, to be honest, <laughs> saying, it was probably like two weeks, to be fair. But we were like mapping out our group and who we we're going to play in the next round. And essentially we thought, and I don't think I'm bad in saying this, but I think we thought that we were, we were going to get Spartans in the final. And that's kind of what we wanted. And that was like our full vengeance mission to beat them in the final. Prove that, you know, Maybe we didn't do it in the league, but we've still got it, and we're still better than them. And um, yeah, it's just a pure vengeance mission to be fair.
0: (laughs) So the morale after the after the last session leading up to the uh, British champs, you guys were just sharks, like sharks in blood-infested water. Like you just wanted to go, whether it was Spartans or anyone, you just wanted to go
1: absolutely that's the meteor's way like we'll we'll take on anybody and we'll, we'll do it the right way and we'll play dodgeball the right way and yeah we're just ready to go for sure
0: i like that i like that sense of like you know what we're happy together we're tight knit, but let's be fair we want to go we, we want to go like right now kind of and it's cool that you had that that vibe after that fact um and the fact that you guys, you know, won it in Liverpool, of course, I had to have some kind of significance for you, other than just winning in general. Um, <laughs> I'm not letting that go. I'm sorry. As soon as I saw it was in Liverpool, I'm like, someone on that team's going to be uh, happy about it. Just
1: speak to Brett and Nathan about that one, or not the Nathan play, but I'll just speak to Brett about that one
0: well I'm definitely going to chat with him in a future episode for sure (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he brought out like a Liverpool kit or something in his gym bag I'm pretty sure
1: (laughs) he's still a bit moody after the Champions League final so we're not talking football for a a month or two yet
0: fair enough um (laughs) so let's talk about the day of um you say there was 11 teams there
1: yeah, so it was supposed to be the so 12 teams were invited, um, six from England, two from the other home nations. Um, but for one reason or another, I don't know, some teams couldn't make it, so some teams got invited instead. And I i would assume that that was based off of their uh league placing in Super League. Um, and then I don't know, maybe they couldn't get a replacement or something, so we had 11 teams as opposed to 12. Um, hmm. but that's that then meant that we, as the holders in the highest seed, we were then in a group of two. Um, so there's, there there's three groups of three and then one of two. Um, I assume there's supposed to be four groups of three um, with the the team that won the group uh, would then progress to the semifinals and everybody else would just go through to play like playoff matches for 11th through fourth.
0: And who was in the other group with
1: you? Um, and Wizards. So I, I would imagine they're the highest ranked Welsh team I'm a little bit ignorant with that kind of thing to be fair so I apologise to them but um, yeah they were a good team to be fair I think with respect to them like we were going into it very confident and I'm not really sure what their mindset was but we certainly wanted to use that match as kind of a way of not easing myself into it because we would go into every game like super hard and wanted to get like gather as many points as possible but we certainly wanted to work out a few tactical tweaks because as I said to you in kind of our you know before we started recording there we didn't start playing until like quarter to one and I think the tournament starts like 10am or something so there was plenty of games going on and by the time that we played I think Spartans had already lost and I think there was like some chat about the courts and what kind of style of play best suited the court because it's a little bit different than what we're used to. So going into that Carmarthen game, it was definitely just like, let's let's look at this set of tactics or let's have like two or three sets of tactics. Let's just rock with the first one, the one that we are most confident about. Um, and then we'll just run with it and we'll just see how it goes. And we just kind of hit the nail on the head with that tactic and we ran with it for the rest of the tournament. But yeah, that Carmarthen one is definitely about kind of easing our way into it, but finding out what worked
0: hmm so yeah it, it didn't sound like you disrespected him you were just like you played as hard as you could obviously yeah but no, you no. also wanted to gauge yourself and see what would work and what wouldn't safe to say
1: yeah for sure like I said, yeah i'll delve into the court bit for you because obviously you weren't there and it wasn't streams and stuff like yeah so the sports hall was really really nice there um one side we have a wall and then the other side, we had a net, but it's not like they're both an equal distance away. It was like we're on the wall side, we were, I don't know, like a meter, maybe a meter and a half away from the wall. So anytime the ball, a ball was thrown and hit the wall, it would bounce straight back. So you could just repeatedly throw at the wall essentially. And hmm. on, the other, on the other side, we had like nothing for like five meters and then a net. So as soon as you threw into that net, you lost the ball. So on one side, you it, like keeping possession was just super easy, and you could just pummel, throw after, throw after throw, and just not worry about losing possession. And then on the other side, it's like you pretty much had to make the hit, or you lost possession. And even if you did make the hit, you're not guaranteed to get possession back. So I think for a lot of teams, that was like a, a big not a shock, but it was kind of like right, how do we how do we best play this? How do we how does this suit our play style? Um, and I think the fact that we played Command first, and the fact that we we didn't have to go into it like 100 miles an hour. I think that really sort of benefited us. And like I said, Spartans, I think maybe they lost their first game or it was the second game. But it was the first game I saw them, anyways. And, and they lost to bees. And I, I don't know. I just don't know if they kind of got to grips with the fact that the court was so different or, yeah, I don't know. It's just, a, it's a bit strange. It wasn't something that we're used to at British Dodgeball, anyways.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a lot of little uh, macro decisions had to be made as far as play styles and. Yeah, and you're right. In that in that, in, in that scenario, I can't see – I'm talking about the net side, really, because yeah. you have the wall side, which sounds like it's more offensively driven, which yeah. ideally – and this is just my opinion based on footage – that would favor you. I say you, I mean your team. Yeah. Um, but you don't have that kind of assurance on the other side because, yeah. say, you do you do hit your opponent, you're not getting that ball back. Yeah. And you kind of have to adjust on the back foot, but it's, it's well on you or well on you and your team to recognize that. And that's also another thing to, to point out. Um, you know, a lot of times when you're playing, and this is just me speaking to the, to the viewer, to the audience um, a lot of times, uh, or I wouldn't say a lot of times, but I would say sometimes you're going to go into venues, which overall may be beautiful, but it's going to present you with a sense of challenge as far as either the distance between you and your opponent, the width of the court, um, in this case, uh, the wall or the net. And you kind of have to make your, you know, macro decisions as far as like how you want to approach that and make sure you make that adjustment quickly, because if you don't, someone definitely will.
1: Yeah. It it worked for us because we, um, we have Brett and Simon as co-captains. And in terms of experience, we don't really get, two more experienced players in British dodgeball than those two. But they also captained very democratically, but we all got it, We all got into a circle before our first game and we um, Brett kind of suggested two or three tactics that we could run with. And we we literally did like a hands-up vote in which one that we wanted to go for. And therefore we had the most buy-in to that tactic. It wasn't just Brett or Simon saying, this is how we're going to play, you know, deal with it. It was kind of everybody decided, everybody bought in. And then, like I said previously, once we got into the Carmarthen game, we really got a chance to iron out any issues or just kind of maximize what what we thought was going to be the correct way. And I guess in hindsight, it did pay out.
0: Definitely did. Um, so let's talk about. I mean, with eleven with eleven teams, I'm I'm sure it'd be probably easy to to come up with this answer. Who who would you say, personally, uh, who would you say was the tougher? Or who presented the most challenge for you um, on the day, team-wise?
1: Um, I think bees and Rangers are both really, really good. They present a completely different problem. And... Like Rangers team, you just look at them and like they're starting six specifically. It's like they're all international standard players. They've all either played internationally or could play internationally. Or could play for Great Britain. And in my opinion, they play dodgeball the right way. They're super aggressive. As soon as you throw a ball, they're throwing one straight back. And like they don't take any prisoners. And I absolutely love that about them. But I think that we play that style as well. And I think that we play it better. And I don't know if you've heard the terminology in in boxing, like styles make fights and yes i think that it it definitely works for dodgeball as well in the sense that when our styles clash like we just seem to come out on top i think we've played them four times this year we've beaten them four times so like we were, we knew that we were in for a really really tough game against rangers but i think that the one that we found tough was perhaps the bees game Um, these are super organised, super methodical, I think they're a little bit more passive than Rangers are, and I think they're a little bit more comfortable in kind of um, not necessarily defensive, but I think it's more counter-attacking, like they're happy to sit deeper and take the catches, but once you've thrown a ball, they're really good at the post-standing counter Um, and I think that it's something that at times, especially at the start of the season, we found quite difficult to deal with Um, but I mean, I don't think we found too many of our games that difficult on this weekend. Like, we were just on a different planet to everybody else. I think um, our wingers were just so strong. Brett, in, in particular, was just on a different – we are just in a different universe to everybody else. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> yeah, I'm very – as some, I was going to say, as someone who used to do uh, amateur MMA, I'm very familiar with the phrase, um, styles make fights. And um, – <laughs> Yeah, something about rain. There is something I wanted to like highlight. There's something about Rangers that I—they're—they're they're like dogs, man. They just go for it. And yeah, granted, you guys—you know—had a four-no record against them on the year, but I can't imagine that that would be easy. Like you got 4 0 against ideally a mirror team, a mirror—I don't want to say mirror copy, but like a mirror version of yourselves. So beating a team like that with the same kind of identity as you have kind of allows you to adjust to whatever weaknesses that you exploited in their in their game to adjust for your game
1: yeah for sure I mean they just they literally just come at you so I guess it's just I think it's just a it's actually a time for us to not sit back but we need to almost allow them to make the mistake. I think both of us want to kind of counter punch the whole time, but almost be on the front foot whilst we counterpunch. It doesn't really make much sense, but we're just, we're both so like hell for leather. I think we, we just kind of do a bit of everything. And I think we found ourselves in a position where we were like six nil up or something in sets. So we'd won the first three sets and they were super close as well. But I think once we get to that point, I think we can um, kind of reflect on what we've done so far and allow them to come at us and then, they can be the ones to make the mistakes. And I think that's what happened. I think once you're 6 nil down, in terms of a range perspective, I think they think, right, we have to go now. Um, We need to push on. So then they're going to make the mistakes. And we just kind of slowed it down a little bit and took them out that way.
0: Nice. Um, So let's talk about team highlights. Were there any particular plays or anything that stands out as far as uh, what you guys did? Anyone do like a cool counter, maybe a flight kill, or maybe what you guys call suicides now? Um, any 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 cool play that you guys did that you would say, you know what, that that has to be mentioned, that has to be recorded somewhere.
1: <laughs> I think yeah, like I said, Brett was just in a different universe, and he was just. Have you ever heard of the tombstone catch, like where the guys like jump back on their back, like they lie down and they catch the ball on the floor? Yeah 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 so he was just doing that like constantly he was doing that, like it's just a normal catch like right? the guys what? are freak. the guy's an absolute freak honestly but he was just pulling them off like all the time. i played directly next to him as well so i was there just kind of like with my thumbs up just like yeah this is fun and he was just like he was just catching everyone out and i'll, I'll be honest i'll shout out the whole team like everybody was just so good i think um tim day over on our, on our right wing like i said to you earlier our wingers were it just imposed himself on the game so well. And it's so difficult for any opposition to like get on us. And Tim was just making so many hits on the right-hand side. He's a, he's a good vocal presence from that right-hand side as well. And like anytime he got out, he took a player with him. And I think like the power in doing that is just, is crazy. And we also had a, um, <clears throat> we we're actually down to six players on the day. Uh, Cause two of our other meteors, our, our regular meteors first teams were away. So he brought up a, a, uh, like a meteor's youth player, um, I think is it he comes from the local university and is starting to be a meteor's youth. And huh. fair play, to him, like he was—he was so good. Like he really held his own. And it's—it's it's funny because we kind of gave him the role. It's like right—you don't need to worry about throwing, and you don't really know. Like you don't really need to worry about catching either. We just want you to stay in the game, just stay alive for as long as possible. And he just never got hit. Like he was just dodging everything. He was blocking everything. And in terms of like a. A defensive performance like he was actually elite and fair play to him because that was the first time that he'd ever played like beyond uni level and he was crazy good and <clears throat> you know we really hyped him up for that um what's so, his name um, um joey diaz joey diaz shout out joey diaz
0: joey diaz <laughs> oh wow uh all right so sidebar joey diaz and the reason i, I laughed at that um joey diaz is a comedian uh, out here and he sometimes appears on the joe rogan show he practices Bra- brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah um so just the fact that i heard joey diaz playing dodgeball just brings up the comedian in my even though it's not him and i don't want to denigrate him but if you if you look up comedy you'll know who i'm talking about um, maybe that
1: guy is good at dodgeball too who knows
0: i mean not really. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I'll be, mean, I'll say this as someone who, who he, he's probably better at jujitsu than me, but I wouldn't on the dodgeball court. I would say I, I would beat the comedic, uh, Joey Diaz. <laughs> I still got to <laughs> elevate my cloth game up a bit. We don't have too much of that out here, but, um, you'll definitely see me out there more often. Um, but man, the, and also another thing, um, the tombstone catch, sometimes we call that a spike. Because it looks like the it looks like the person's making like a like a spike like into the ground. Yeah, I see. Yeah. So um yeah, so just a little terminology difference. But he was doing that pretty much all day.
1: Yeah, like he was just he was just doing it all the time. Like he's just let down. i would just look to my left and he'd be on the floor and he'd be like, Yeah, I caught another one. I'd be like, What the hell, dude, like what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what surprised you more? The fact that he kept catching? Or the fact that he kept catching in such a fabulous style so to speak
1: nothing surprises me with him nothing surprises me <laughs> I mean it's a bit like shout out to my dad too like my dad comes to watch like every single game he's like mutual's number one fan and I spoke to him afterwards and he was like because because I'm playing I don't really notice it too much I just like I said I just look to my left and I see Brett on the floor and then he celebrates I'm like oh there's another one and my dad was just saying that like he was just catching the ball like above his head and it was like like, he was on the floor and he was... Ca- usually when people tombstone, they catch it into their body and he was, like, catching it above his head. It was just stupid. And I was like, I don't know. But, yeah. I mean, everyone everyone was classed. I do want this to be a... Uh, uh, it's not the Brett of yours, you know? Like, we we, we got... We got six... No, six Brett, Brett, the Brett of yours? i enough. Can you cut some of this? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll cut this in post. Brett doesn't need an ego boost
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, i You can leave it in. Nah, he's... I mean, fair play to him, like... When he's on that, like, he leads the team. So, well, like, on, in or on the court, he's certainly our leader. And, like, he led in terms of performance as well as strategy. So, fair play to him. Like, it was elite play, that's for sure.
0: So, I want to ask you this. Uh, first, who did you play in the finals?
1: Um, we played Manchester Bees in the final. And they're the team who beat Spartans in the group stage. Okay. You know, we knew that they were on four. Yeah, So, yeah. I think they beat um, Ballyhackamore as well, which is like three quarters of the Northern Ireland team. So they're, they're like a really good team too.
0: Yeah, definitely fair play to them on that end. Um, so I want I want you to describe the moment. The final whistle blows. You already win. You don't get the medals yet or, or the picture or whatever, but the final whistle blows. What's the first emotion you have individually and then the team? realizing that hey the mission is accomplished. We we've done it. The calendar the the dodgeball calendar as far as British dodgeball is concerned um, is over. You've won the British champs.
1: Uh, How does that feel? Yeah, I guess it's just like elation, isn't it? I think it's it's one of those moments that I can't really think back right now. Like I think I'm so I'm so I'm one of those people that gets so deep into the zone I don't really notice it like i don't know yeah it's just super elation to be honest because like we haven't we haven't played like a big tournament for a few years anyway like since covid and yeah really like i missed that feeling and like i said fair play to spartans because like for the last sort of like (laughs) even pre covid like before that tournament before the league me got like cut halfway through or whatever like, like they've just shut us out for the league and it's just been really really annoying so for us to win this gulp, It yeah, it's just pure elation, to be honest. And then to answer a question regarding the team, I think, like, it's just no better feeling than winning with your friends. Like, winning with your brothers, like, that's the best thing. I, I've I've won stuff at <clears throat> university level with, like, my closest friends. And I've won stuff at my previous club, Wessex. And I've won stuff with England, which is super cool. But, like, winning with Meteors just, just hits different, man. Like, we're, like I said, we're so tightly knit that it just winning with them it it just feels better i don't even know how to describe it
0: well i mean from what it sounds like is like on an emotional level you guys are so intertwined together you guys are such a tight-knit family that every victory as long as it's with you guys in, in particular like you guys together you're happy but you're happier every defeat you know, let's say if you're with someone else, you're sad. But if a de- if you have a defeat alongside your brothers and meteors, you're sadder. You're like you-, you feel it worse, which is a double-edged sword. But you, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. Like you're 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 yeah. emotionally, spiritually, attached to each other in that sense. Where emotions that may be at a range seven are at a range hundred. And that can go both ways. And, yeah, the past two years, or maybe a year and a half for you guys, because you guys got to play before we did here, um, (laughs) uh, you guys were looking forward to it. And it seems like you finally got that – not to say you got the monkey off your back, so to speak. Like, you guys have won it before. But this was the first time in roughly two years – you guys won it and you guys had that feeling as a team um, Yeah, Um you've, you've accomplished the mission
1: yeah like I guess the monkey off the back thing was true and I think one of the first things we said afterwards was like it's a shame that we didn't play Spartans in the final and I, I guess it is that kind of monkey on the back thing but when it comes down to it, on the day Spartans they admit to themselves that they were nowhere near good enough and therefore they weren't the second best team on the day or the third best team on the day and then, therefore we didn't play them but I think if we had played them in the final and maybe we did beat them it would have been sweeter, but yeah I think, <laughs> just that, I think that elation of that elation of winning um it doesn't really go away, and certainly when you're winning nationals like you can keep totting those up like you know, like we said before, um Brett and Simon have now won four, um, Nick and I have won two, like we were super buzzing about that um, and it's just some it's really nice to keep sort of um ticking those off
0: um so before we wrap up um when does the quote-unquote next season start is it october or november
1: yeah it's october so the next up for us guys we've got um euros in july we've got worlds in august september and then the british football season starts up i think that opens up again in in october so yeah
0: so you're gonna be you're gonna be gearing up ready to go you want to come back and repeat on this one
1: hell yeah always (laughs)
0: That's what I wanted to hear. That's how I wanted to sign off right there. <laughs> you you're going to um, gonna repeat? You're going to go for it? That's what I want to hear.
1: 100%. We're going for the three-peat.
0: Oh, the three-peat?
1: Yeah.
0: All right. You heard it here first. Nathan David wants to go for the three-peat. Is there anyone that's going to stop meteors? I guess we'll find out next year.